Good morning. Welcome to The Scorecard, your fast, fun, daily hit of sport for Thursday, the 11th of February. I'm Liam Flanagan, and boy, do we have a lot of sport to rip into today. Let's go. It might just be the biggest thing in world sport right now, so let's get stuck into the Australian Open. First up, huge scorecard shout-out to Aya Tomjanovic, who pushed women's number two seed Simona Halep all the way last night and went bloody close to the biggest upset of the tournament, but ultimately fell just short. She's done it. But today, there is one name and one name only on everyone's lips. I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! Uh, close, but it's Nick Kyrgios. Nick's performance last night not only won him a new legion of fans, but also brought the noise back to tennis. Oh, he's got back in it. Can you believe it? I don't think many could. Down two match points in the fourth set against 25th seed Frenchman Hugo Humbert, the pencil pushers were preparing Nick's Oz Open obituary. And then with a 10-minute patch of pure inspiration, Nick rose from his tennis grave. And Kyrgios completes the comeback. If you were in my head, I actually was just thinking about just all the, all the shit I was going to cop if I lost that match. Honestly, I don't know how I did that. Uh, that. I don't even know what to say. I'm lost for words, honestly. That is one of the craziest matches I've ever played. The win sets Nick up for a third-round tie against the number three seed Austrian Dominic Team, who lost in last year's final to Novak Djokovic. And while Nick won, unfortunately, we said goodbye to some other Aussies as well yesterday. Alex Bolt and James Duckworth both lost their second-round matches, and so did Bernard Tomic, going down in straight sets to Canadian 11th seed Denis Shapovalov. But to his credit... Bernard sat through his post-match pressure and he was gracious in defeat. Oh, he played unbelievable. It was a joke. Um, so for him, uh, full credit. Um, you know, I tried to get some rhythm, but I just felt pretty bad the whole match. So, but for him, you've got to give it to him. He was playing unbelievable. He was also circumspect about his current station in tennis. I've been there at the top in the, inside the 20 and wasn't really that serious. You know, maybe if I was, I would have been top 10, but it doesn't change anything. All these guys are good, even at 150, 100, 200. So, uh, so regardless of where I am, I know I'm pretty good. I'm at a good state from taking off tennis for about eight months. Um, I couldn't ask for anything more. You know, like I said, winning four matches at Grand Stern level is, is almost too good to be true at this stage for me. He arrived at the finish line of his press conference without a petulant word. And then he got this final question. John Fitzgerald said on commentary that he didn't think you'd be back at the Australian Open. Is that a bit harsh, you think? Don't take the bait. Please don't take the bait. Don't take the bait, Bernie. He's probably the worst commentator I've ever seen in my life as well. Ah, he took the bait. Best of luck with whatever's next, Bernie. Three days on from the Super Bowl, and it turns out Tom Brady and his Tampa Bay Buccaneers teammates might not be the only ones still celebrating. Someone has run on the field. Some guy with a bra. And now he's not being chased. He's running down the middle of the 40. Arms in the air and a victory salute. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Pull up those pants. He's being chased to the 30. He breaks a tackle from a security guard. The 20, down the middle, the 10, the 5. He slides at the 1, and they converge on him at the goal line. Late in Monday's game, Yuri Andrade ran onto the field and, as you heard, made quite the nuisance of himself. But that's not the end of the story. It turns out betting agencies were offering 7-1 to odds that there would be a streaker during the game. 
And you'll never guess who put a bit of money on that. He made $365,000 because he went on one of those betting apps and bet that there'd be a pitch invader. <laughs> and then he ran out and he earned the money himself. What a legend. Well, basically, I told them that I had a bet that was guaranteed and that I would give them 100 out of the 800 back that allowed. The streaker himself, Yuri, speaking to Kyle and Jackie O yesterday. And while Yuri hasn't received all the money, once fully paid out, his little adventure will have netted him a return somewhere in the vicinity of half a million dollars. Oh, sorry. Forgot to subtract the $646 in bail money he had to pay. So I guess the lesson in sport and streaking is the same. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself? Uh-huh. The AFL world is still digesting the standing down of Collingwood President Eddie Maguire on Tuesday and AFL boss Gil McLaughlin spoke to Neil Mitchell on 3AW about the departure of Maguire. You know, I think Ed put his family and his footy club first and you know, after such a long period of time, I think he saw that now there was work to do on the back of, of the report and uh, that was easier was that, that work was going to be easy, more easily done and more successfully done with him leaving. And he, he, put, he put the club and the issue at hand first, I think, in this situation. McLaughlin acknowledged that life at Collingwood would be easier with Maguire having stepped down. But what did it mean for the broader game? There's probably a, a flow-on, but uh, yeah, he's made this decision for, for his family but, and, and for Collingwood Football Club and it's clear that he feels it's going to be easier for Collingwood. Exactly what that flow-on impact of Maguire's departure looks like is something we'll have to wait and see. We are 29 days out from the NRL season kickoff, and the rugby league world is still no wiser about the future plans of Cam Smith. That's a great question, alternative rock band for non-blondes. And while the man himself is staying radio silent, two former rugby league greats went on the radio yesterday to make their predictions about Smith's future. First up, the seventh immortal Andrew Johns on SEM Breakfast Sydney. I hope he doesn't play for the Gold Coast Titans. It just wouldn't look right with him playing in another jersey. And those champions, you want to, you just want to see him play into one club. If he wanted to, he could play for another three years because his game is built on smart, not built on speed or strength. He's just so clever. So Joey thinks he could go on, but doesn't want to see him wear a jersey that isn't the Melbourne Storm. Triple M's Mark Guy disagrees. You know, I, I usually agree with everything Andrew John says as <laughs> far as the football goes because he's got a, a magnificent footy brain, but I've got two words for Joey. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. They said the same about him at the Patriots. Mm, and he, he, a- he wouldn't look good in another jersey, and look what he did. But it's not just about the jersey. I think it's time the storm is up. They've, uh, they've gone on with life after Cam Smith. But if the Titans come out of the blocks in a pretty solid way, I've got a pretty... <laughs> tight feeling that he's want, he wants to be part of that. So what do the Titans need to do to ensure we see Cam wearing their jersey this season? The worst they can do is probably come out in 0-4. and four. Right. Because I don't think Cam Smith would like to finish his career coming second or third last. Sure. So he, he wants to be competitive, I think. He's, mm. he's been competitive all his life, and he doesn't, he doesn't want to lose that feeling. Over to you, Titans. And that is your fast, fun hit of sport for Thursday, the 11th of February. Shout out to Smokin' Joe, who left us this review. <clears throat> awesome pod. Funny, insightful, great for the drive into work. Perfect pod for any sports nut. See? Joe gets it. If you're enjoying the pod like Joe is, leave us a rating and a review. I'm Liam Flanagan. We'll see you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.